Yes, on cigarettes, my mama think I sing. I got burn holes in my hoodies. All my homies think it's dank. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. I miss my cocoa butter kisses. Wait, wait, let me get in the back. Alright, well, folks, uh, let's uh, take it easy on the chance. You Indeed. Know he's the best rapper ever. I don't know about all that. Ever. Um, so, well, Tom. Wait, let's. can we welcome these folks? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Honarchy podcast. With your, wait, brought to you by... Us, brought to you by us. Brought to you by us. Period. We're doing this all End of discussion. This is going to be our first attempt at a no-cuts podcast. We're, well, Tom, what did you say from the beginning? We are a one-take podcast. We're a one-take podcast. We're getting back to Whether our people what we're really doing. want to believe it or not, we are a one-take podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are a one-take podcast, and I'm making sure I'm trying yeah. <laughs> justice. <laughs> no, you're I good. Thought, you're seriously Okay, lying. I'm going to leave it. I'm gonna this leave is it. good. I keep this trying to good. change Steve's levels you can as see. we're going. One take, people. One take. Okay, so, oh Rod, my goodness. wait. Uh, coming to you live from... Uh, Less than shanty, or that I've thought about that a few times. That doesn't make any sense. Less than shanty, should be. It should be better. More, more than, than shanty. shanty. That's that just sounds silly. Brought to you from a pretty cool apartment. <laughs> a pretty side. cool apartment that smells like moisture. The yeah, Sons of Monarchy podcast. <laughs> I gotta find out where this like. <laughs> Musty, I want to say. No, it's yeah, it's just a moist, moist it's a damp smell. It's just damp smell. Like uh, when so your basement gets a little open. bit of flooding. Yeah, <laughs> that, but that's what my fifth floor apartment smells like. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are, Tom. We're watching the NLCS game three right now. Washington's up for nothing. The Nats, the nasty Nats, man. They're going to go all the way. Yeah, like honestly. I mean, the guys, whoever said it the other day, they weren't kidding about how Washington could maybe give – the Dodgers will run for their money. I said that. You, yeah, you said that, of course. I don't know. Of course. <laughs> so I'll take credit. I'll take credit. Now, we've been talking – last podcast, we talked a lot about non-White Sox baseball. Mm-hmm. So this podcast, we want to bring it back to what this podcast is focused on, which White is Sox baseball, White Sox baby. baseball, right? And, yeah, we're not on the field right now. Wait, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're physically not on the field. Of I was course. like, we were never Tom. on the field, Steve. True. <laughs> I don't Actually, I've been, I've like been on the field. What wiffle ball? No. I'm guaranteed right field. You, were you ever? Did you ever get to do no, kids I run the bases t- when I didn't you were do a kid? Run the bases. Man, that was the best. Those were the best. So anyway, no. now maybe you want know we should. Strasburg is dealing still. I'm talking about that. I'll make sure White that Sox I sign baseball, us up. Steve, come on. I know. I will make sure to get you on the field next year. Wait. We're going to walk the warning track for the Legacy Brick Night. Oh, Deal? Uh, Cheers. Uh, sure. Let's, All right. Let's, we're going to walk the warning track for the Legacy Brick Night. I thought you were going to say you'll sign me up for kids around the bases. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. You're about the same height as some of the kids that I'll, go run around the bases. So. I'll shave my beard. I'll get in there. I'll be like, I'm 12 years old. We can try it. We're going to do the <laughs> fake birth certificate to like in uh, bench, the, warmers, bench warmers in Cran. I am 12, $20. <laughs> <laughs> nice little uh, two by four picture. I love that. Um, so <laughs> back on the topic of White Sox baseball white Sox baseball we have we have we're supposed to say it at the same time now some awards (laughs) this is stupid we have some awards to uh, dole out for the season 
Um, or one might say we have some awards to skull out. Oh! <laughs> for the season, um, just in terms of who we think is the best on everything. Uh, so uh, we've got a few categories here. Um, uh, we won't we won't even give you the headliners. We're just gonna give you the categories as we go because we're just gonna go down the line. We're gonna keep it short. It's gonna and sweet. keep you hooked. Exactly. You don't know what's coming next. That's right. All right. So first one. Roy's our boy. Who's our rookie of the year? Who is the rookie of the year for the White Sox? I think this is an extremely obvious case, considering... Speaking of Skull... <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Obviously, in it should be in our book, in everybody's book, Eloy Jimenez. Eloy. Uh, over th- over th- oh, 30 total? Yeah, 30. Yeah, he had over 30. He had over 30. It was 31, or was it 30? We'll give him a 32. Even if he didn't hit 32, he I'm hit gonna, 32 in my Since mind. we don't have fact check with us, I yeah, will fact yeah, check that. <laughs> we need to have somebody else. So, Eloy Jimenez is, is by far Rookie of the Year for the White Sox this year. Excellent year at the plate, especially the last five, six September, weeks. The last September? Yeah, in September, <laughs> but I would say like the last no, five weeks seriously, he turned it up at the end of the season. And here's the thing. If he didn't try to fly in leg kick Mortal Kombat the wall in left, in left field, he would have been – arguably like in the conversation for uh, AL rookie of the year right even though my father earlier tried to tell me that Eloy is gonna <laughs> beat out Jordan Alvarez which sorry no, pops it's just no. not gonna happen nah, he's not gonna be there so yeah Eloy with a with an 828 uh, OBP um and still hit 31 dingers 31 dingers and honestly let's be real um okay we keep playing with the volume levels i think i turned you down too low steve i'm sorry one take podcast okay 31 home runs pretty freaking good um and i like anybody who tries to tell you that anybody else like who who even who even is out there dylan cease with his five ERA? Yep, not Dylan C's. No thanks. Not uh, Matt Skoll. And Matt Skoll has seen Major League at bats, but Ryan Cordell. Never, <laughs> if, you know, no. uh, not Zach Collins no. for no. sure. No. It's definitely Aloy. Yeah. Um, so kudos okay. to Aloy. Congratulations on being the White Sox Rookie of the Year this uh, year. The Undisputed. Sons of Honarchy White Sox Rookie of the Year. That's a real award. Uh, we'll mail it to you if you ever send us an address. Okay. So, um, most improved most player improved of award. the year. Most improved player of the year award for the White Sox. Stop cheating off this my answer. This is answers, an extremely bro. difficult choice for me. Toss I, up, really. Toss I up. I am going to go with Lucas Giolito. He went from mm-hmm. being arguably <laughs> top, bottom, I should say top three. Top three worst, bottom yep. three pitchers, yep. starting pitchers in Major League Baseball to being a top 10, 15 starting pitcher. He get, in Major he's League getting Baseball. Cy Young Award um, votes. Votes, that's right. the words. Um, yeah, it definitely goes to Lucas Giolito for me. I know Yohan Moncada, there might be a debate yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it still goes to Giolito for me just because I, I, I called it early last year. That Yohan was going to have an extremely rough rookie year, and he was going to come back strong. So it wasn't as surprising to me. Um, yes, it was definitely an improved <coughs> year. It was definitely an improved year. But Lucas Giolito, by far, from going from basically zero to hero. Yeah, no, I and that's exactly how I had it laid out, so it's not too exciting right here. Um, it's basically you're looking at 
Gio as the most improved player, bar none. If you argue with us, you're stupid. And then the close second is Yohan Mankata. Even though his first at-bat was still one of the hypest moments of my life when he drew that walk, that, like, it was like a 10-pitch at-bat, and he drew a walk in his first at-bat. First at-bat this leagues. year? No, in the major leagues, oh, like, the major last leagues. year. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to throw out this, this sleeper pick for you. Um, basically, I'm looking at first half of the season, Ivan Nova, and second half of the season, Ivan Nova. Most improved player on the White Sox roster, question mark? Uh, he had a hot month, right? Or what? hot, like, six weeks, maybe. Um, he uh, had some great starts, but overall, I mean, when you think about what Ivan Nova started uh, out as in the major leagues with the New York Yankees, like, okay. he had a couple. Yeah. It may, be, it may have but just been one season. Look, it may have look, been his rookie season. But. Look through, like, the end of last season and the beginning of this season through the end of this season. I'm just trying to say, uh, like, as dark horse, as pick, much as I called him the BBP, as much as I right, called him exactly. that, it is, it's still not going to be equivalent from being zero to hero for me with yeah. Lucas Giolito. No, that's true. Uh, I will say, though, um, if you were doing a Twitter poll and you had to have three names in there, those three would be good. Those would be those the three, three would like, be, you would have would to be throw Ivan Nova, right? Over who else? Yeah, I mean, if you yeah, if you're comparing. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, he'd only get like five percent of the votes, but he would be the la- the third name, right? Well, I'll tell you what. If I were to throw in a third name over Ivan Nova, it might be Tim Anderson. Ooh. Because spicy. when it comes to his plate approach, this year was five batting average. This year was much much better. So, actually, he would probably be my number three for most improved. Last. White Sox player. Especially when we're talking offensively, but go ahead. Yes. Last White Sox player to hit over 330 batting average? Frank Thomas. Avi Garcia. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Another one we should never given up on. No. Why did we get rid of him? It's real. So, anyway, um, let's move on, shall let's we? Let's move on. Shall Juice we? Bill? Yeah, a little. It was just some drops. Okay, good. It's just drops. I'm going to put it over We there. need to get Hot Take Tommy a sippy cup here. <coughs> That's fair. Um, <laughs> just as long as there's vodka in there. Um, best pitcher. This includes relief and starting options. Yes, so I wanted to make it a little bit more difficult when I made this category. Choosing between well, there's a, a starter or a reliever for best pitcher. So there's an obvious choice. Um, <coughs> it's just I, I, it's stupid not to lay it out there at the beginning. Nate Jones is at the t- <laughs> best pitcher best pitching move the White Sox made in their roster best. all year getting rid of Nate Jones honestly I looked at that move I don't even know who they got back but the fact that they got anything for what did I tell you like a bag of bones when they traded yeah <laughs> they gave up international bonus pool money yeah, though, which I'm upset about well you know what they already broke all the rules to get um, they're still under like Suspension from signing international players, if I'm not mistaken, being that they're penalized for getting um, center fielder yes. Luis Robert. Wow, that was <laughs> that, that was <laughs> embarrassing. For you. How long that, it took been out there? <laughs> but yeah, so okay, back to best pitcher. Um, I mean, it's if you're asking me, it's Gio. I mean, okay, the, he was the ace, like. 
it's it's dumb to say anybody else. Not that it's dumb to say anybody else, but it's like that's like the the like you look at the roster, you look at the stats. It's like okay, Geo pitched the most, did the best in his starts, yeah, and had the most wins. Suck it, wins are are important. <laughs> I think you know what. Going back to on the most improved thing, mm-hmm. somebody that would be in my list for contention is Aaron Bummer. Yeah. For most improved okay. because yeah. you have to think about literally there was an old phrase, an old adage uh, that I said, what right? What a bummer. What a bummer when he came yeah. in, right? Every single um, time. And he would be a runner up too for the best pitcher award. Um when you think about how good Aaron Bummer was on the mound, he yeah. was yeah. he was almost an you had a runner on first and you brought in Aaron Bummer and he was facing a lefty automatic double play automatic ball. double play ball. It was crazy. It just seemed automatic. Like, I just remember listening to games on the radio, watching them on TV, and, and being thinking to myself, there's no way he gets this guy to ground into a – there's no way he gets another ground ball double play here. What does he do? Another ground ball double play. Did you just say right? you were watching on TV, though? Yes. No, you were watching on what is it, Bosscast? Hey, <laughs> don't even crap on Bosscast. Actually, Bosscast has started to fail me. I've moved to 720p. Or whatever it's called. So it's like 720p sports or something. But so. I love that it's TV to you. <laughs> it's still TV. I'm watching I, on a TV. I, that's true. That's I'm watching true. on a TV. Streaming is what so, I would call it at yes, best. Yes, it is streaming. Illegal streaming, more accurately. Maybe I'll move into like <laughs> more sophisticated actual streaming hey when the when the white Sox finally put us on the payroll as one of their as their media outlets uh then then you'll then you'll have to pay for the fact that you're doing illegal streaming or if somebody wants to help fund my non fund me non-illegally streaming then i'm down for that uh but best pitcher award g leader's job is if you ask me there's something special about a bullpen pitcher that can come in and be lights out you want i'm gonna give my best pitcher award i'm gonna diversify the awards here my best pitcher award goes to aaron bummer because i just think about how bad he used to be and how good he was this year that's fair i mean you should have used him for the most improved player of the year but that's fine i'm over it um (laughs) then i want to switch up the order that we have here uh especially considering you just took aaron bummer as your play, uh, best pitcher. Okay, before you rag on me for Aaron Bummer, here no, we go. I, I, I 213 even. ERA and a whip below one. I'll stop there. Whip below one. Okay, I love that number, actually. So, That's cool. But being that you just said that, coach of the year. Ooh. See, this is the toughest one Ooh. for me because it's who – did the best job at damage control this year, basically. That, that, that's fair. Right? That's fair. And my winner? Ooh. Debo. <laughs> Daryl Boston wins the my coach, coach of the year. And the first base coach. Daryl Boston, uh, by far, why? wins my coach of the year award because he, he stays out of all of the nonsense. And he's he great with the fans? He doesn't carry water for the organization. He's good with the fans. The players love him. It's true. Wow. Daryl Boston, coach of the year for me for the White Sox. You may have hit the nail on the head. Um, dang. Because I, I thought you were going to try to go down some avenue where, like, you you could swing the most improved player to the most improved coach of the year 
in uh, favor of Don Cooper, where he was in so much hot water. And he has oh, I can't really wait to talk about that later. He has rectified a few of these uh, bullpen arms, to be honest. Like, I hate giving him credit because he shouldn't be part of the organization after a million years. Um, but, I mean, shoot, credit where his credit's due. Those are his guys, and he's got them pitching well for the most part, except he can't fix Ronaldo for some reason. Anyway, I'm over it. I'm over it. My coach of the year goes to Todd Steverson. Wow, because is that is this actually serious? You're not he's joking. Gone, and that's that's the best coaching move that we've made, <laughs> and that's why he's the best coach because he's not our coach anymore. Wow, and that's what I have to say about. <laughs> so your actual serious one? Our my actual serious one. You you took the good one. I mean, <laughs> honestly, McEwing is like. I don't know if I've ever seen McEwing do something I didn't like when he took takes over for hot-headed Ricky. Um, and like the players like him for all I can tell, like the and here's the problem though is like I feel like the media is my only like like the mainstream media mm-hmm. is my only like feed into how McEwing's doing and they love him for some reason. So okay. I I feel like he's kind of my but it's not. We're not picking from like the cream of the crop here, because Ricky, like, I like him a lot, and I think the players play well for him. But his lineups are sometimes suspect, um, and I think he doesn't do a good job with the bullpen necessarily. Except one thing that I like that he does is he just like r- lets his starters ride, and that's something that Ozzy always did. Okay. Let your starters ride. And look, you know, if we get good starters like we're supposed to have next year. Hopefully. You know it's what I'm saying? A lot like, of question marks. But if, so if he's not pulling a Roberts so for the Dodgers and back, pulling people after five, that's a good thing. Fair. So back on our topic, though. Yes, yes. It goes to? It goes to McEwing. Cause McEwing. I Kay. don't have anybody else. You have nothing else. I mean, You're, yeah. there's Nick Capra at a close second. Oh. All the <laughs> That's all that, the outs that, at home plate. That might be the worst. I I want award. a I want somebody White Sox Twitter. I want you to do this for me. Somebody make a compilation video of Nick Capra sending people to home plate and them getting thrown out at the plate. That there, would be a really like funny a 2019 video. highlight video. For I would Nick absolutely Capra. love that. <laughs> there's there's got to be like seven or eight so like really good ones that you could throw out. Should there. we? Since you're talking about White Sox Twitter and somebody making a video compilation Ooh, of that, yes. Let's move into our next award. Before we lose all our listeners, that's right? true. Before everybody shuts this off and they think back we're in. boring, Welcome back like, in. Here we go. <laughs> this award could be for you guys. Indeed, they, everybody shuts the it off. <laughs> White Sox Twitter Award. So the the best White, White Sox, Sox Twitter, Twitter right personality this season. Tom, go. For me, uh, and it was secured in September. So this was like a, a race to the finish for me. Okay. Um, the best follow on Twitter this year was Unprotected Socks. Okay, that's a really good one. I he's funny. He's so he's funny. Got a lot. He's, he's so just great. so funny. His sarcasm is insanely and hilarious. It's it's and that's just it. Like the first tweet I I saw from him, I was like, I don't get it. And then I like <laughs> <laughs> like low key. I thought I thought he was serious. And then the second tweet, I still thought he was serious. And I, like, almost tweeted something back, and I'm like, you're an idiot. And then I was like, 
he's so sarcastic right now. Right, and I'm absolutely. That guy, and I don't want to be that guy. So I, I, <laughs> before I posted, I was like, delete, 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 delete. And, most definitely. But he's the most snarky, sarcastic, passive aggressive, hilarious Sox fan that I've ever. And the Easy E icon too. Oh, like, I know. It's really good. All of them. It's all really of, good. Everything about his account, top freaking notch. So yeah, he's he's my uh, he's my winner this year. Okay, I like that. I I feel like White Sox Twitter personalities should have like subcategories of who's the best. Fair. Like so, the best content creator. Um, I love Beef Wolf. Yeah. I love everything that he does for the yeah. 108. Yeah. I, no hate to Cherizy E. No hate to My Sox Summer. Right. Beef Loaf is the hardest working guy in in the 108, if you He's ask me. He's just always spitting. Um, like, content just flows out of the his blogs every The blogs to the <laughs> uh, hot dog eating competition leaderboards that we had this All year. Of it. So, uh, big one for Beef Loaf there. Um, best gift creator is Johnny Nani. By far, <laughs> um, the gifts that he creates uh, for in-game stuff, for um, you know players doing goofy things. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then just general tweeting and interactions. Although I might be a little biased because we had him on the show. I love Hayes. I um, his come yeah. up in one year has mm-hmm. been that, awesome. and that's that's just so. it. Like if I if I was to throw out um, a. a a really close second it was Hayes actually for real like yeah. he's just a he's just a quality f- I think this is the thing like I don't know if he excels in one any one area but just like the stuff that he says the stuff that he says and the way he just supports everybody on White Sox Twitter I love that he's yeah he's just a quality follow in general um so yeah so there you go one. those are my people I I know I had subcategories but I'll make the extra trophies. I like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, if you guys send us your address, we'll send you trophies. Um, <laughs> gold glove. Gold glove. And that includes the players. Uh, gold glove award for the year. Gold um, glove award for the year for the White Sox. Back me, on to White Sox baseball, yeah, not oh, White yeah, Sox we, Twitter personalities. Really, gold glove for the White Sox Twitter personalities goes to Jerry Reinsdorf, fake account. No. Uh, uh, TA is my gold glove of the year uh, award. <laughs> Stop. Get some help. <laughs> okay, no, but um, in all reality, I would I would have to go with Jose Abreu, uh, and his. <laughs> You're really just trying I, to get a rise out. No, of me right I now. really I need everybody to just uh, next podcast we're just gonna film Steve's face when I say stuff because it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I will say I'm not mad at either of their performances in the field this year because um, the the main thing being that um, I'm not mad at T.A. and his performance in the field this year because of his bat um, masks a lot of the errors that he's making, in my, in my opinion. And he does make some fun plays as well um, in the field. It keeps the game entertaining. And the other thing that I want to throw out there is, um, in defense of Abreu, I know I said these as jokes, but in defense of Abreu, he's not young. He's not young, but he's also not good defensively. He's not young, but he can, he can, he doesn't always, he can Ugh. dig him out. Ugh. Ugh. He can dig him out. So, uh, 
Did you give your award yet? <laughs> no, I haven't actually given my real award. Uh, the real <laughs> the real award uh, for uh, Gold Glove goes out to the hot corner uh, in Yohan Mankata. Okay. I mean, the man, like, he was a human highlight reel in the second half of the season over at third base. He was just, like, one-step dive getting everything. Made a ton of good plays over at third Seriously. base. Um, oh. And the thinking, <laughs> thinking about... <laughs> That's Sorry. awesome. <laughs> we we just started filming a minute ago, and <laughs> my sister-in-law just walked through the back of the shot. <laughs> Gotta love that. <laughs> so, although Yohan made some really great plays, he also, especially in the first half of the season, made some really not-so-great plays. That's and true. I know that That's takes time to true. adjust. Yeah, it takes yeah. time to adjust moving second base to third base. Um, and even throughout the middle of the year, there were some spotty moments there was my, one play at the very beginning of the season that he like ran in and like barehanded a like a soft grounder that yeah. made me think like okay there's promise there and hey he delivered on it anyway yeah, he was totally a he was a you. league average third baseman this year defensively my goal goal of the year award definitely goes to Yomer Sanchez totally fair i totally fair i knew he was a solid defensive option at second base this year, I think he realized that he's nothing but a slap hitter, and he realized that the one way he's going to save his job, possibly, yeah, is playing solid defense yeah. and being a defensive replacement and yeah. marketing himself as that, maybe. I don't know. Or as a utility, whatever. Right. But he proved himself to be a very reliable defensive second baseman, made tough plays, always never failed to make routine plays. It's true. I never saw him goof up. I know he had some errors. Uh, everybody has errors. But I don't think I failed to see him make a play that 100% should have had. Here's a fun question. 2021 season, you have two options for your utility guy. And it's not Yomer Sanchez, but that's a discussion for later. Hold on, hold on. No, you have only two, a- you have only two options. Mm-hmm. Leary Legend and Yomer Sanchez. Your utility guy, go. Leary, number one, he hits better. Um, and brings a lot more to the table at the plate. I don't know if he hits better. Continue. Second thing, the money. So I don't know if you saw the projected projected listen projected arbitration. I'd rather see the money go elsewhere. Literally, this is a discussion for later. Not a fantasy like (laughs) option for you. Like it's probably not even a real question. You're like still breaking down the dollars and cents. Absolutely, depression era child. Well, let's be real. Jerry Reinsdorf (laughs) is more of a depression era child than I am. So ah, can't argue. Can't argue. So all of that, leaving all of that aside, my final comment before we move into our next award is that Yomer's projected arbitration numbers, I believe, six point two million for a one year. Yeah, that's a lot of money yeah, for a utility a guy who can only slap it. Especially if Moving he on. ends up in conversation for Gold Glove. Because those, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> offensive. MVP. Yes. So I've got three names. And they're probably three very obvious names, right? John yes. Jay, Ryan Cordell. <laughs> Am I stealing your thunder? Come on, man. And well, and beef. And beef. Wellington. Wellington was not on my not on my I'm list. sad that Wellie has not made any of your lists yet. I know. Most disappointing know. player of twenty nineteen. Well, ooh. Let's throw that in as our okay. last. Okay. Good. So, um, offensive MVP, mine, uh, I got one, two, and three listed in this order, and it's Yohan Mankata. Mm-hmm. 
Jose Abreu. Mm-hmm. And this is the hot take, and I am going to defend it. John Jay. Huh. Defend, please. I, I, that doesn't make any sense. Now, if it, here's, the, here's the flaw. The very, very obvious flaw. He was out pretty much all season. For the first half of the season. And that this, great that was a great Twitter account whoever made this, the where's oh, John yeah, Jay where's account. John that's good. Jay. <laughs> that's solid. <laughs> that's a that's a sleeper pick for Twitter account of the year. Definitely um, Twitter name. Yeah, that's so that funny. was a good one. Um but here's when he was in the lineup in the middle of the season, because mm-hmm. he was not there for the first half and not there for the second half, basically. But in the middle of the season, he was productive. Mm-hmm. He really was. I and, mean, and he was good in the field. As we're talking about slap hitters, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. As we're talking about slap hitters, mind you. Mm. Um, but, like, low-key, he did make a difference. He did have production. And, uh, I mean, you can't argue with the fact that he was a very good offensive player. And being that we don't have too much to choose from. And, yes, I'm leaving a very, very big name off the list. And he's actually my guy. Um, but I wanted the shock factor answer here as well. Um, and yes, I, I actually would defend John Jay as one of the top, eh, more realistically, top five offensive players of the year. Okay. As a guy who, for you, as a guy who, I'm talking about you, yes. who owns a TA jersey yeah. and loves the TA bandwagon. I knew you were going to. I'm s- surprised you didn't throw him in. He's but, not my, oh, no, he's not my offensive player of the year. Okay. He's number two. Okay, thank you. He's number two. Thank He's you. actually above thank Abreu. You. Um, well, I, here's the thing. I needed to say Abreu in all actuality because I knew you weren't going to say Abreu, and I love him so, so who's much. So your, who's your number one? Johan? Y- Johan's my actual number one. Yeah. TA's my actual number two. Okay. Jose's my actual number three. But I knew I had to say Abreu, and I wanted to throw in John Jay to see if I can get under your skin when I'm nice. actually defending him. Of course. Because I, I – honestly? Meh. Honestly, yeah, whatever. I'm about to fact check that uh, that those numbers. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for that. Hit me with the hit me with your offensive MVP. Wherever my phone went. Come on. Oh, there it is. I hit it. So, (laughs) offensive MVP for sure. Yohan Moncada. Okay. Yes. Power numbers, on base percentage, average. The only one with on base percentage to brag about. Right. Um, and the improvement, obviously. Yes. Uh, we've had, didn't see him hit like that last year. No, and it's it's amazing the leaps and bounds that we saw. I'm super excited. I think he's really coming into his own. And he was injured. We saw these numbers. Yeah. Like, I think those home run RBI uh, hit totals are deceiving because mm-hmm. if he's healthy all year, the numbers look better. I think. That he's going to be in mainstream media next year. Yeah. Um, even if the White Sox are not. For sure. Most definitely. I've just got a feeling he's that a superstar. he's going to be. He is superstar material. He really, really is. And um, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Somebody asked on Twitter, too, who do you think the cornerstone of the White Sox rebuild is? Ooh, that's deep. And I saw somebody respond, Moncada is the number one piece. Robert Robert will be the number two. Um, mm. I I, mean, I agree with proved. that honestly. It's yet, it's yet to be proved. With yeah, Luis I mean Robert. it's yet to be proven with Luis Robert, but um, yeah, I would definitely say Moncada is is that cornerstone right there. I I think he cornerstone is cornerstone in un- the corner. Yes, and I think he is an untouchable piece. But you can't. Yeah. 
Okay. So I'm gonna. What's up? Most disappointing player. Yeah, I we can that move. You brought that up. We can move on to that. Yes. Um, most disappointing player of the year. Just going back to our preseason talks and thinking about it. Right. My most disappointing player of the year is Reynaldo Lopez. Wow. That's um, good. Yes, there was Yonder Alonso. There was John Jay being injured half of the year. There was Yomer Sanchez only be, being able to be a slap hitter. No. Yes, there was the was there, disastrous. Yeah. M- maybe two. Maybe. But disastrous outfield this year outside Horrible. of Eloy Horrible. when he was healthy. Right. Um, and he was bad defensively. Um, but by far, the award goes to Reynaldo Lopez because. I had extremely, extremely high hopes for him this year. Right. With that plus-plus fastball, yet he just can't. Well, it's not having a second and third pitch, really. He, I mean, yeah. the it, slider's okay, but outside of that, it's it's butt. The day, like, if he can't locate that fastball for even, like, one at-bat, he's screwed. Mm-hmm. He's screwed. So, I mean, it's crazy to think, like, anyway, I totally agree with that pick in terms of, like, um, just the high hopes we had for him going in. We were talking. Like, we thought he was the ace. Mm-hmm. We thought he was the ace no going seven into the season. And I th- well, I no. thought, yeah. I was like, he's a future two. Yeah, seriously. Right now, he's a, a five. Hopefully. Maybe. At his best. Yeah, exactly. At his best, a five. Like, yikes. Um, most disappointing player for me. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's a toss-up between Irving Santana because, like, the disappointment level was... I had no high hopes there. I knew. I mean, this is the thing. Like, the high hopes weren't... Oh. Th- there were no high hopes, but there were there was, like, we were hoping we were getting a steal, mm-hmm. and we got less than that. We got, like, so much negative war, we couldn't handle you it. You got straight up butt. Is yeah. what you got. And that's the thing. Is like, we were hoping for, like, booty butt cheeks. <laughs> We were hoping for, like, anything, Mm -hmm. and we got less than nothing, which is – that's disappointing, to say the least. And then, um, I mean, you got to say Yonder. You just – you got to – my overall most disappointing was Yonder because, like, the promise was there. I mean, in terms of his production that he had with the Indians, but Mm – I just what the heck happened to him? I know. I like. I, I don't. I, I thought he would be something. I do not understand. I. I nobody expected him to be amazing. Right. Nobody expected him to be a, like the second best slugger on that team by any means. No. Um. But respectable. Respectable. Not even respectable. This not year. even close. Released unceremoniously. Yes. And rightfully so. DFA'd for every good reason. Except for the like the three games that I went to early in the season where he was like four for four. It's true. The and one I went to and the one walk off and the one walk off. That's right. And I saw a five RBA game or some or four RBA game with him on top of those like. Every game I went to, he right. was lights I out. I remember that game where and we had our, <laughs> we did the pregame. Yeah, we talked about our click, uh, click, uh, what do you call it? Click, click to pick, click to pick, and you had Yonder who had a four, four. RBI game, and I had was, Moncada who had two dingers and like a double. It was, yeah, that was a fun game and a fun that that was a fun time. I remember that is gonna so. go down in one of my favorite Sox memories of all time. But 
um, unfortunately, Yonder Alonso was highlighting it. So <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> anyway, but again, like most disappointing player, we could go down a pretty long list there. We won't have to go down that rabbit hole. Hashtag Wally bandwagon. But <laughs> oh, see, that's what I thought your choice was going to be, and I'm so glad that we the Wally not. bandwagon is officially. Over, debunked. dead, and gone. Yeah, we don't have to go down that uh, <laughs> rabbit hole, seriously. Um, but hey, uh, I mean, we're here. We had a, I, I would say, at the end of this season, we've had a fun season. Yeah, we've had a fun season. Like, this has been, so first off, this season has been a blast because of how much uh, I was hyping up the rebuild last year. Yeah. Like, I was just very, very on board for the rebuild. I went and did that minor league trip with my pops, saw all four teams play. Really, um, really Yeah, cool. which, speaking of which, you should you gotta go down south and do that. I, we got to try and find you, some, one of these days. find you some time off work. Um, <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> but, so, that plus, you know, having guys like Eloy, Collins, you know, up and yeah. Giolito performing, Actually TA hitting to the ball. See these guys that Moncada yeah. coming to fruition, which I knew was going to happen. Um, yeah, so Toots that's been horn. fun for that, just a little bit. <laughs> and what's also made this season fun is doing this podcast. This man. is yes, I I think it's fair to just shout out a, a big thank you to um, every single listener, every single listener. Because look, like if we had. <laughs> It would be very deflating if we had, like, three listeners a podcast, but that's just not been the case. We've had a lot of fun and a lot of good, like, listener numbers, and, you know, we've had some really cool interviews. We got to talk to Tyler Johnson. We got to talk to Tyler Johnson. We've had Dan Victor on a couple times to talk minor league baseball with us, who is leaps and bounds knowledge, baseball, anybody else that I've ever interacted with in my entire life. Literally. Um, We've got to interview. We've gotten to interview friends and bring them in on this nonsense that we call the sons of honarchy um yes seriously and it's it's gone beyond just people that we know too it's gone it's helped us develop a community you're in atlanta and somebody walks up and says are you drunk shy socks fan (laughs) like what (laughs) what the heck that's so cool and seriously so awesome. just a big thank you to all the fans out there well i don't know if you're fans of us or fans of the white Sox. probably fans of the white Sox. yeah but you don't <laughs> have to be you don't necessarily have to be fans of us no, honestly we're, that's we're okay not, yeah, it's, no i'm not expecting that uh, but <laughs> but it's it's fun it's it's season has been a highlight of, of of the year for me and uh and yeah not that it's over we still got the postseason to watch which is awesome playing in the background it's right true. now. it's true washington is kicking san louis is ass by the way no. yeah and i'm very excited for that run anyway um hey i guess that's uh that's the wrap-up right that's the wrap-up for i mean this season and as we've i think we've maybe said it we've said it on twitter don't know if we've said it on the podcast but we're going to be cranking out bi-weekly content still yes. they're yeah. going to be shorter episodes don't be afraid we're still gonna this be one's here. even been a little bit longer than i expected but yeah. nonetheless got excited this has been a lot of fun to do even though it's a shorter episode we're going to keep doing shorter episodes and be cranking this out bi-weekly um throughout the off season rebuild or bust in han we trust have a good one everybody